0: Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders, while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply.
1: Trigger warning. The following episode contains descriptions of sexual assault, graphic violence, and adult language. Discretion is advised. I'm Danielle. I'm Max. And each Wednesday, we crack open a bottle of wine and dive into some thrills, chills, and spills this is innocent till tipsy it's gonna be like a heavy case today so we definitely oh, so we need some wine we definitely need some wine i have a feeling i know um we've already finished a bottle before honey. <laughs> <laughs> maybe we'll have to crack open another one who knows but we're looking at phantom
0: today and you wanted so to like fun yeah. i don't know much about this but i did read this yeah. wine has an app it does it's mm-hmm. interactive. Mm-hmm. Um, it's cool, very lengthy. Trick. Yes. <laughs> so we're just going to cut to the chase and open some wine. And drink the wine. <laughs> that's the way we roll. Um, so do you want to guess what you're tasting? Do you like to know what you're tasting? I feel like it would
1: be a, a darker wine, but maybe that's just because of the bottle. I'm like reading too much. Into
0: it's so label. dark. Yeah. <laughs> it's a really dark red. It's dark. Um, wild berries and black pepper Whoa. are framed by the influence of oak with baking spices and a hint of toasty vanilla. Oh, I mean, vanilla. That sounds, that that sounds good. Yeah. Okay. Um, we call it the Phantom, a ghostly figure that wanders the bogle cellars at night, fleeting glimpses of muddy work boots and blue jeans, been gone. Does the Phantom really exist? Yes. Has he inspired us? Absolutely. Yes, he okay.
1: has yes. 100%. <laughs> they have proof. <laughs> is it like Ryan and Shane from BuzzFeed need to go there because there's their proof of ghost is like <laughs> they're here. They're wandering 100%. with their blue jeans and their boots. <laughs> and the boggle, what is that? Am I, I stupid? What if it's Bogle? Bogle? I don't <laughs> even know what it is. It says
0: I don't know. It just says Bo- Bogle, Bogle Vineyard. Vineyard. Okay.
1: Cool. Okay. Cool. All right. Let's drink. Let's do it. <laughs> I'm over it. <laughs> Oh, I'm glad we've just, like, kind of quit on trying to open up the wine in front of the struggle camera. struggle is real. Because it's, it is very, like, it's too much of a struggle. As we, <laughs> we are not experts.
0: <laughs> That's why I was like, I will pull it, pour you a full oh, pour you. because it is a little tricky to refill. <laughs> oh, man. All right, for those of you listening. <laughs> Cheers, let's Cheers. see. Cheers. Well, I'm glad I don't taste pepper. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was a little bit nervous after we were like, oh. It, it does taste pepper. a little folly. Yeah, because yeah, of like vanilla. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or oaky. It's not like my favorite. Do you remember the price point on this one? Um, I feel like everything we selected was between fifteen to thirty, so I'm gonna guess a solid twenty five. Yeah. Um no, actually Phantom was really lower um price point for us, which is it's a decent wine for its price point. I feel like it was 15-16 actually. Oh, really? Mhm. Cuz okay, there's, there's a white, there's a Chardonnay friend yeah. that we got. So we'll try that on another episode, but um yeah, for 15-16, you know. I just had like a memory because um, when we were shopping for the wine, we were like
1: shopping on the label because we- <laughs> that looks spooky. Yeah, we like that. <laughs> Basic. Um, but um, I remember being in university and when I would go shopping with my friends, we would check for the highest percentage of alcohol. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, way. we will not make it through the children. Store if we shopped that way. I
1: forgot that was what we used to do. We used to go through all the bottles like. Okay, this is the one. <laughs> this is you're
0: like this is the straight. <laughs> this will get us rubbing alcohol, so we
1: can go to ladies' night and oh not spend a dollar.
0: <laughs> well, this is a fourteen point five percent. Oh shoot! So well, it doesn't mess around. It does not
1: mess around. No, that's funny.
0: I, I, uh, like, it. I, I like it. I like I like it ish. We'll see how I at the end of the story it's not my favorite of
1: like what we've tried so far um i would agree with that yeah so we'll see i mean once we get points for the app
0: will it yeah the app is pretty cool so um give it a try it's pretty like intim yeah and i was like what are we drinking it's a red blend right maybe sorry yeah that's all it says it just says proprietary red so guessing red blend okay well all right
1: that's like my vibe anyways. I love red blends. It's my
0: favorite. What's your favorite? Or you just don't? Do you uh, yeah, I don't have a favorite. Oh, <laughs> okay. I know, I know. Well, I'm open to trying new wines. Okay. So yeah, I just, thumbs up, thumbs down. Yeah. This one we'll see by the end. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs>
1: um. So yeah, I think when you and I first met, we talked about what like interested us like the most about true crime. Like what got us mm. like started, you know, on like the
0: journey of being I don't know what is it with there's women like some, and, yeah and, <laughs> oh, right we like get uh, obsessed <laughs> there's like there's always some like hometown mm-hmm. or some like experience some like crossed paths with someone that knows like there's always something that like yeah. sparks it I guess I feel like yeah so. and it becomes
1: like almost like a, a fixture in your life I think there's always that point too where it's like I feel like it's stunning because you sometimes think like, okay, that can happen anywhere to anyone, Mm -hmm. maybe even me, you know what I mean? And that's definitely like this case today, that was what started my journey into true crime. I would dare say it's like what inspired me to go to university for criminology. Um, And it's definitely how I got my like following on TikTok um, because this was like the thing that went viral, which was so shocking to me. Um, But it also like meant a lot because The narrative on this case has been so shifted away from the victim, and it's really as if the person that killed this girl, as if they are like... (sighs) It's like their defense team wrote the
0: Wikipedia page even. Got it. So it's like really it's, slanted. It's very slanted. So. And I feel like mm. most of the crimes we talk about, I know enough about, just to reiterate, I know mm. enough about, so I'm excited that we're going to cover this one today. Yeah. Um. Because I feel like I know the Wikipedia page. Yeah. So I'm ready to get to the, yeah. the real story. It's
1: really, it's really crazy. So, and it means like a lot to me to have people talking about it. And it's really cool to see more other TikTokers, other creators, deep diving into the case and seeing exactly what I saw and what bothered me about it well and so Um, unique then that you were like not like part of the story but you have your own experience of the story so I live 20 minutes away from where this all happened um growing up as a kid so um it definitely sticks out you know in my memory so let's say I like travel back in time (laughs) we're gonna go back to the 90s you know where everything was like you know you had to like change the channel. There was no like (laughs) fast forwarding, rewinding on your TV, no streaming services, nothing like that. President Clinton was still, you know, in office. We were like vibing back then. It was um, the fall of 1998. So we're like just after Halloween. And, um, we're, I, I'm getting ready for my seventh birthday, you know, 20 minutes away. <laughs> I knew like after Halloween, I was like, shoot, I've only got like a couple weeks, you know? And now I'm like, now I'm like, shoot, I've only got like a couple weeks. <laughs> um, but this year was totally different. It was so crazy to me, like how much this stuck in my mind. Cause I, you know, I was only six turning seven. Yeah. So super young. Um, but this little girl had gone missing 20 minutes away from me and it was all over everywhere. And she was only a year older than me. She was eight at the time.
0: Right. So So, it feels like it could be, could have happened to you.
1: And I even had like, anyways, we'll get into that later, but I had like similar situations like happening in my own neighborhood. So it's, it's interesting. It's like, you would just get that feeling. You're like, oh, like, you know, it could be anyone. Right. Um but yeah, she got missing just twenty minutes away from me, and this was just like something that clicked. And her photo was everywhere in Jacksonville, Florida. okay everywhere so everyone was everyone knew she was missing all of the kids knew she was missing like I remember this being like a big talking point in school and we were so
0: that's young that's so scary for little kids yeah. to be concerned about yeah mm-hmm. missing kids
1: yeah and I remember my mom like I remember it almost being a shift of like she was watching us then you mm-hmm. know because so I feel like we were still kind of innocent in the 90s like not so much as like the 80s and everything because like Adam Walsh had already happened right. and all of that you know so you
0: know like mm-hmm. this could happen but it's like in your backyard it's yeah. like too close to home yeah
1: you never think you never think So And it just felt like it lasted forever. And I didn't remember doing it, but when I was talking to my mom about this case recently, she told me that um, we had been one of the families that had gone to help search for this little girl. Yeah, so we'd been in her neighborhood helping search. And we didn't know, like the Clifton family at all, because it was Madeline yeah. Ray Clifton that went missing. I'm not sure if I said that. Um, she was eight years old, but we didn't know the Clifton family at all, but we did know her neighbors. We knew um, the um, it was Josh Phillips as a son, and then um, Missy and Steve. And we knew them just um, business sense wise. Cause okay. my dad was a veterinarian in the area. Okay. Yeah. So they would like take their dog Tootsie in. Mm-hmm. Um, we didn't know the other one. There's a, there's a beagle named Beauregard that they had, but we didn't, I, I don't know if they <laughs> changed that. Maybe okay. they didn't like us. <laughs> <laughs> don't take the beagle That's there. That's fine. <laughs> so yeah. And no, um, so it kind of like a weird, like little, co- you know, coincidence kind of thing. But yeah. So, um, Missy and Steve Phillips they had been married before right and they weren't locals to the area okay so they had just moved down probably within the year um and they had a son Josh Phillips together but they both been married before so they had um other you know I think Steve Phillips had like two or three other boys okay and at first I thought that was like weird I was like that's um kind of strange so I think that they like moved down without them
0: but right. then I saw
1: that like the boys, there's like a definite age gap between Josh. and Oh, his so other they were brothers. already like
0: out of the house or something. Yes, like, yeah. Doing Josh their own thing like, or old enough. Yeah.
1: Yes, Josh was 14, like young teenager, and then like his other so brothers he's moving. Yeah, yes. <laughs> another brother's like 11, like years older than them. So that kind of like makes more sense. But it seemed like a lot of people reported that Josh was a lot more like solitary since the move. Um, he. It's kinda, hard on kids. Yeah. Well, yeah, and especially I mean, as a teenager. Like I remember being 14 and that being like.
0: That'd be, that would suck to start a new school. Yeah, for 14, sure.
1: But. Yeah, so he uh, he was just kind of isolated um, and didn't really, like, you know, hang out that much. Um, but just across the street was the Clifton family. So Sheila and Steve Clifton. And it gets a little confusing because okay. we've got Steve Phillips, which is Josh's father. I need a <laughs>
0: notebook. I know. <laughs> like, <laughs> hey, take out your notepad.
1: <laughs> Investigators. <And> then, <laughs> we've got Steve um, Clifton, which is Maddie's dad. I'm going to try to be like, like if you need okay. clarifying, like, let me know. Um, and I'm going to try not to, if I like mess up, cause there's been a couple of times I've like looked, looked over and I'm like, I know which father this is. I'm just, oh God, the, ugh, confusing. Um, but anyways, they had, um, they have been together for like 30 years. So they were like high school sweethearts and everything. Uh, I know really sweet. And they had two daughters together. So they had Jesse, who was the eldest and at the time she was 11 years old and she was self-proclaimed nerdy, super into gymnastics. Like, oh yeah. Yeah. Super like that girl, fun girl. Fun. Yeah. And then um, Maddie, who's eight and she was like, it was said that she could do anything. Like she could pick up a baseball bat in one mo- minute. And then like the next minute she was like in a tutu, like dancing like a ballerina. Like she had oh. the world at her feet, like, you know, just yeah. super talented kid, super enthusiastic, had just like a zest for life. Right. Um, and at the time of her disappearance, she was going, she was in third grade at San Jose Catholic School. So it kind of just grade. puts a prescriptive, yeah, how yeah. young, you know, you, you, she was when she went missing. Um, and I realized this, like, Looking into this case again how similar our neighborhoods were as well I mean they were only 20 minutes away but we were my family was in like a young neighborhood in Jacksonville Florida mm-hmm. so all of our parents were friends with each other all of the kids were around the similar that, like, age. that block
0: party like yes eight. yeah
1: exactly exactly yes, and we would all like my family didn't have a pool but the Pattersons had a pool you know so we'd never, so you're like, like add their house yeah. their pool and, <laughs> yeah. yeah and um, yeah so it was kind of like a similar it seems like dynamic over in the Clifton and Phillips like neighborhood like all the kids hung out together. There was, like, this, like, silent rule that if an adult was outside, they would be, you know, watching the children. Yeah. So very similar to, like, my neighborhood. It was very, like, a trusting neighborhood, too. So I think that's, too, like, why that's, like, it's so jarring feels safe. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Because you're, like, someone's around. There's adults around. Yeah.
1: But recently, um, before Maddie went missing, recently there had been some changes as to who was allowed to hang out with who. Oh. Yeah, so apparently Josh, who's 14 at the time, so it kind of makes sense, but apparently Josh had started That's a lot
0: older than a third grader.
1: Yeah. It's kind of, like, it's weird, but then if you think that they're hanging out in, like, a group mentality, maybe it's not. Yeah, like, there's kids in between their age. Yeah, it is said, though, like, online, they they say a lot, like, oh, like, they they were friends, and they weren't necessarily. It was more like the kids all hung out together, Collectively,
0: they all are friends. Yeah, that's
1: the vibe I get from, like, what's actually being said, besides, like, Anyways, (laughs) Anyways, <laughs> they were like besties having sleepovers. Mm-hmm. They were like a
0: group of kids.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, so, but Josh had recently talked to both Jesse and Maddie about sex, saying that he knew how to get a girl oh. pregnant with a, or not to get a girl pregnant because of a rubber.
0: And he's 14 and that's a third grader. So yeah. I feel like that'd be creep, creepy.
1: Yeah, like, I mean, like in one part of me, I'm like, you know, I understand he probably just like did sex ed, you're excited like it's a new thing but like don't talk to share. yeah don't talk about it like trying to shock his <laughs> yeah. friends yeah. or talk about it with like boys your age or i don't know like it's weird that you would like you know and not only that he'd shown the girls a porno magazine so of course like jesse would say later she's like we were good girls so like immediately we were like Goodbye. You know, I'm going over They are like,
0: probably like scared. I would They're be like, terrified. I was put this raised, away. I was super I
1: was raised in like such a strict Christian household. I know I would have been like, I never want to see that again. <laughs> That's horrifying. <laughs> I've been going home. You know, so they, um they both went home. They told their grandmother at the time their grandmother was like watching them. And when the parents got home, she was like they just, like, laid down the law. They were like, no, you're not to yeah. hang out with Josh anymore.
0: You're like, no thanks. Yeah, and
1: Josh's family made up a similar role for him. So his father, Steve, said, those girls are way too young for you right now.
0: You know, you're, you're headed in a
1: yeah. way different direction. you got to grow up
0: sometimes. So. Yeah, yep. so he
1: said no more, you know, no more hanging out with them. Understandably, right? Um, and before, so they were, like, no longer allowed to play anymore with him. Now, before um, Maddie went missing, weird things had also started happening in the Clifton family home. Hmm. So, at first, the Clifton parents kind of were thinking that the girls were kind of like, you know, how do you say Like, misbehaving, I guess. Yeah. Um, So, there was, like, some holes in the walls. I mean kids do stupid things. They so you're do. like, ah, oh, they're mm-hmm.
0: being like, are they being just dumb? I
1: know I threw like, like, like my defended. eyeliner at the wall one day
0: when I was mad and it like. like went why all did over you the wall. do that? Yes. I don't know. I don't know why I did that. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: yeah. So many, and do you remember I drew it? on the floor once? And my mom's like, "Why did you do that?" I'm like, "It wasn't me." She's like, "Your brother can't write." So. And I, I was like, "Okay, well, it was me." And I don't, I don't know why I wrote my the name of my crush. <laughs> and so I was like, "I can't fess up to this." Did you ever
1: have the um, the invisible like mar- writers? Yeah. Like, yeah, So I'd written on, on my wall like all sorts of things, but then like years later, <laughs> <laughs> oh. in names of crushes, I loved Hillary Duff at the time. Like it's all on my wall. It's just like an embarrassment. But yeah, oh, so yeah, there was like holes in the walls happening. Um, some staple gun had been used like on the walls in in maddie's mattress like stapling Uh her bedding to her mattress and um there were holes in the walls behind um jesse's um backstreet boys posters yeah 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 so like strange things like that and it wasn't until steve clifton had was outside the home and saw that there was pry marks on a screen oh that's not yeah
0: that's not just like Messing around, being, like, silly. That's no, spooky. he knew. He was like, okay,
1: someone's been in our home. So he yeah. calls the authorities, right? But, like, nothing's missing except for, so the staple gun's missing. And then a photo of Jessie was missing of her doing gymnastics.
0: Oh, that's weird and creepy. Cause it's like, it's the girl. Yeah, yeah. yeah One so of the girls in the leotard or something. Yeah, but, like,
1: at the time, so he's talking to the police. And at the time, and you have to kind of think it's, like, the 90s. I don't know, but he didn't, he didn't chalk it up to like anything too terrifying. Cause there was nothing of like, wasn't like aggressive or, or yeah. yeah like, and yeah. So he, they, him and the cop talk about it. Obviously they made like a documentation of it in case it was, you know, continued mm-hmm. happening. Right. Um, but there was really nothing that could be done. And both of them thought this has got to be a kid cause it's focused in the girls' bedrooms. So it's more
0: mischievous than like, yeah. yeah.
1: So yeah. So that's just kind of what they chalked it up to. Um, but let's, kind of try to dive into what happened on November 3rd, 1998. That's the day that Maddie went missing. So Maddie came home from school around 4.30 p.m. She had gone and done, um, I think, her homework. And then she was practicing piano um, until her mother, Sheila, returned home from voting in the Florida election. So, yeah, she got home from that. And Maddie, like, of course, I would too, bounds up to her mom and is like, I'm going outside. Let me, let me let me Yeah. So she was like, okay, do you have all your chores done? Yes, promise. Okay, just go out and be safe. So, she goes out and she's joined by two of the neighborhood boys, Nick and Justin, outside. And she goes to hit golf balls um, at this neighbor's house. His name is Larry Grisham. Yeah. So I guess they were hitting They're the like, golf. That sounds fun. Yeah. Let's just get out the golf balls. Isn't it funny? Like what we used to think was entertaining at the time. Like, like I'm it, like use a stick. Like, yeah. Like, why? And nowadays, I wonder how much that's evolved with like technology. Because would kids still? I don't think see that any hitting, kids golf. like hanging out outside <laughs> playing golf balls. <laughs> like just playing outside now. Um, it's weird. But they were outside of um, Larry's home, and Larry was kind of, like, watching them. He was the, like, I guess adult in charge um, that evening. Now, it is good to note, I'm not sure if the neighbors knew this or not, but Larry Grisham in his past did have two counts of sexual battery. Um, Um, They were, like, 20 years old. Sure. Both the charges were dropped. It's just good to note that he has a criminal background, but...
0: Yeah, I don't know if I they don't were I don't know aware. how like, yeah, how much you'd let your ki- your kids play with someone that has any type of criminal background, yeah. nonetheless like a sexual I mean, assault. I wasn't like ba- it wasn't like against kids, um yeah,
1: I think he was just like monitoring them, but still it's like I don't know if they knew, you
0: know, I'm, that information. Well, it's like kind of pre-internet mm-hmm. time, so I guess like, yeah. Yeah. You, you might not know your all all about all your neighbors.
1: Yeah. So, I don't know, it's just kind of like interesting to note. Um, but, uh, they started to run out of like the golf balls. I don't know if they were losing them because they were like hitting them into the fence and then they were just like disappearing. Um, so Maddie wants to play more. Justin walks Maddie back to her home. She runs inside, asks her mother, do they have any more golf balls that she could use? And Sheila was like, no, Maddie. Like, <laughs> Ghost like emptying sleeves of balls. Yeah. <laughs> she's like, please go find, like, I'm sure if you go back to Larry's house, you're going to find, you know, the golf balls that you were already playing with. Like, yeah. go on. I'll and be- back out. Yeah, before Maddie left her house which w- would be for the final time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she went to her sister Jessie and Jessie was trying to complete her homework so she could go out and like, you know, play. Yeah. Um and she went up to her and she was like, "You know, come out play with me." And Jessie was like, "If you leave me alone, <laughs> you know, I'll I'll be out there as soon as possible cuz she's just trying to get her stuff done." Mm-hmm. And so Maddie Maddie left and um, she went back with Justin to Larry's house, but Justin soon got super tired. I think Nick had already left at this point and he was like, "Look, I, you know, I'm going to go home." Um, and he said that, like, that will always like stick with him, you know, That yeah. he went, so he went home and then Maddie, the last person to see Maddie was Larry Grisham. And he said she was walking seemingly like towards her house and he thought she was going back for more golf balls. Um, so since Maddie had been outside, Sheila Clifton had taken a walk to kind of decompress from the day mm-hmm. she had returned home, she'd made dinner and she called the girls in for dinner. Only Jesse came in you know, ask Jesse where is Maddie Jesse doesn't know of course first instinct is to go to all of the the houses around that have kids cuz she's yeah, got to be Yeah you're like is
0: she here yeah is she's she got to be caught up playing one. with someone
1: right and so like mm-hmm. they go um to a couple of doors but it, within 10 minutes Sheila Clifton like knew like Something is wrong. Oh. So she went home and she called 911. Literally, like, 10 minutes later, it was, like, at 6.33. And on the 911 audio, you can hear when Steve Clifton comes home, there's, like, a minute where she's like, oh, my God, is Maddie with you? Right? Yes. And she's not. And poor Steve, he doesn't even know that he's about to walk into What's hell. happening? Yeah. Like, I, I just can't even imagine. Um, and Maddie was indeed missing, and she would be missing for a week. And like, oh, my God. I know
0: she just disappeared into thin air to the thin
1: air. And it's so crazy to me because me as a kid in Jacksonville, that week seemed to last forever.
0: And oh yeah. In kid yeah. time, it
1: probably seems like a lot oh, longer. That's what I was thinking, I was like, Oh, in kid time, you know, like everything goes super slow. <laughs> <laughs> so I was, so I asked my mom about it. I was like, I felt like it was like a month. Like I couldn't believe when I looked it up and I saw it was only a week. And my mom was like, no, that's shocking to me that it was only a week.
0: Yeah, well so, it's a shocking thing. Yeah. So,
1: so then I'm like, "Well, god, what the what did the Clifton family like, feel?" Like an eternity. Oh my god. Those 10 minutes probably felt like yeah. an eternity. Yeah. And poor Sheila Clifton, I was listening to like a um I think it was one of her statements and, and you know, she said like even helicopters going above it it just sets off her PTSD because she looked for Maddie oh, so yeah. hard that night. They already I will say like the Jacksonville Police Force, we uh, you know, um after like looking into a lot of cases for <laughs> true crime and everything, a lot of times the police drop the ball or they focus on like the wrong person or something. The Jacksonville Police Force—they really like did a good job at knowing that she hadn't left that neighborhood, and they zoned in on there and they had search helicopters, like everything in that area. And um, Sheila said, like, just those helicopters going over, like she remembers everything so vividly because of how long she searched for her that night. She even ended up like peeing her pants just from like the trauma of like she's well, like when's a good time to go in? You know, like like, you're never giving up. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So I just like I couldn't even like imagine. Um, Jacksonville was totally turned upside down that week. Like everyone knew about her missing. The streets were adorned with yellow ribbons. Like everywhere you looked it was Maddie's face or one of these yellow ribbons. Um, the reward for any information on Maddie went from 50,000 to a hundred thousand dollars wow. in a week.
0: So yep. They were like desperate. Find her. Yep. Yeah.
1: um, And Larry Grisham was questioned 20 times, and his house was searched nine times
0: by the police. I mean, he's the last person to see her. He's got a criminal background, like, fair enough to, like, start somewhere. And it would make sense that, like, it should have been, (laughs) you know, the guy
1: with the criminal background that was, you know, an older gentleman that had done this. But it... It wasn't, and it just, like, is so crazy, and, like, the whole neighborhood was totally searched, so, like, all of the neighboring houses was searched, it was just, like, routine searches, I mean, besides Larry, I think they, like, really went hard on him, Um, and there were cadaver dogs that were searching outside as well, but they only searched outside, they didn't go into the homes, I think that's, like, just worth mentioning, Mm -hmm. Um, but, yeah, so, they um, would find out on November 10th, like, where Maddie had been, and she'd been across the street, like, the whole time, and I just, like, couldn't even imagine Yeah, so November 10th, around 7.30 in the morning, um, Missy Phillips was going to do what she felt was impossible, which was go clean her son's bedroom. So teenage boy. Yeah. Like, kind of makes sense. Like, I'll help Mm -hmm." him. But his room was, like, insanely messy. And we will get into that. Like, the dog and the bird cages were, like, full of feces. I feel like that's, like, a little bit of neglect, too. Because, like, the bird cages were, like, four inches thick. Yeah, a feces. Yeah.
0: And that's, like... In a kid's bedroom.
1: Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And I don't know if it's, like... It's hard, because, like, he's, like, a teenager, so he's entering into adulthood. So, you know, you want to give him, like, the, the benefit of the doubt that he's, like, going to clean it up and everything. But, like, all he was doing was burning incense, and it's just, like, come on, dude. I mean, maybe like, it was, like, dirty clothes or dishes or something,
0: but those are, like, yeah. pets in there. That's yeah. That's awful, too.
1: Mm-hmm. So the police had actually mentioned the smell to Missy, because they'd gone in, obviously, for these routine checks, right? So they were, like, don't know what's going on in there. And I kind of wonder... Someone had commented on one of my videos. They were like, "Maybe they thought about neglect too." You know, they were like, "Come on, get your sons." Yeah, you know. like you
0: got to step it up. We see you.
1: Yeah, <laughs> we got you. We're watching <laughs> you in that room. We'll be yeah. back. <laughs> so, um, yeah, she decided like she was going to go in, and she said, "Upon entering the room, she realized that if it was overwhelming for her, how much would it like be overwhelming?" Yeah, for he's a fourteen. 14 he's not going to do it himself. <laughs> exactly. Right. So she starts to get busy in cleaning, and she notices a wet spot beside his um, water bed. So she's like, "Oh shit!" Yeah, the bed is like you know leaking like fuck I have to deal with this so she goes over and she notices that there's electrical tape so the way Josh I have to put talk of my hands okay (laughs) it's the Italian last name it's fine (laughs) so Josh had a waterbed and he's only 14 so he can't like obviously lift the waterbed mattress up right or anything so there's like a panel box almost like one of those storage things you know what I mean yeah to get like under it yeah yeah so Missy had noticed that that storage panel it was like closed off with electrical tape on all of the like yeah, so oh. weird. So she pulls that apart, and she pushes the panel, and she sees something white underneath it. So she's like, oh, what the hell? You know, thinking like yeah. laundry or something, You're I'm like, sure. God, it's ever this. Yeah, yeah. so she starts to pull. She pulls it a couple of times, and then she realizes that it is the socked foot of Maddie Clifton.
0: Oh, my God. Like, could you imagine? No. Like, I just, you wouldn't believe your eyes. No. You wouldn't even, like, be able to grasp that.
1: Yeah. So she knows immediately, and this always feels weird to me, Like, she just knew it was her son. And later it's going to be, like, alleged that her, like, the father was abusive. And I'm like, I grew up in an abusive, like, father-side home. I'm like wouldn't you have thought for a minute that maybe it was your abusive husband i don't
0: know you would want to blame the adult first yeah, yeah.
1: like it definitely in the end it definitely was josh it definitely right. was that i'm not saying that steve had anything to do with this neither well parent it's almost knew inconceivable it, that a
0: 14 year old would commit it's, it's weird this that she time. would know
1: immediately she that was, it was like her son. josh yeah that was, it's just that's weird to me but anyway she she leaves the room and she goes to call her husband a lot of people have given her flack for that but i like i would want to warn my husband you know our son's about to get arrested for murder
0: right like this <laughs> This is about the end of the road here
1: yeah like, yeah. yeah so um Steve wasn't answering so she kind of knew what she had to do like there's no sense in calling the police because ever since Maddie been missing there was always a police officer stationed outside mm-hmm. so she just she just went outside when and she like knew she said when she was like walking across the way she knew like she she could see the you know Clifton family home yeah. and she was just like I'm taking every bit of hope you know away from this family that they're gonna find their daughter because
0: only she knows where she exactly. I mean her and Josh now but like
1: Knows where Maddie is. Yeah, and what's crazy too is in that moment that she's going to the police and she couldn't even find the words to tell the police officer. She just said, "You have to come inside." They had to wait for backup because they didn't know what the fuck had been found yeah, in like, that what's house. Inside?
0: Yeah, oh. <laughs> uh, is it just like inviting. Yeah. Us in? So
1: and then they went in and you know and as they were roping off the house with like the caution tape and Josh's bedroom was becoming a fucking crime scene across the street. The Clifton family was wrapping up with Good Morning America, asking for their daughter to be brought home safely for the last.
0: oh my god that's so awful i know like can you And they're like within like a hundred yards of each other and it's like and they
1: saw it too it was like we reported that the Cliftons saw the yellow tape so like they they must have known yeah you know like i just like i couldn't even imagine so in josh's room they didn't only find the body of maddie clifton they yeah they so they also found yeah Uh, so they also found um a flyer of maddie um her missing on his nightstand it's just weird because wow. he had been sleeping over her that whole week so he's oh my god sleeping yeah over this corpse of his friend supposedly according to wikipedia and everything yeah. else um and um she his the missing person flyers on his nightstand and then also like hidden near his bed was that photo that had been stolen from the clifton house of jesse oh clifton.
0: no it was him yeah he, oh he my was god. the one breaking
1: into their house that is so horrifying. Like that in and of itself is enough to tell me that this was like totally fucking premeditated.
0: Right. Because he's been like snooping around there. He's yeah. been like, like eyeing them, mm-hmm. I guess. Maybe not a stretch. Yeah. Like, and like, it, like Jesse even more so than Maddie. So then that's like ew. an additional creep factor
1: of like, oh, I know it could have been her. Yeah. Like, how horrible. like, oh, so um, they also, so police went to go pick up Josh from his
0: high school um, picked him up Which from class. Which is insane. You're like, okay, we're going to go big, get our murderer yeah, from the high from school. Yeah, from high
1: school. Yeah, so went and grabbed him, and they brought him into the station where his father, Steve, sat by him and told him, please tell the police everything.
0: Well, good for him. Yeah. like I mean, yeah. there's no saving this one. And,
1: like, honestly, good for the Phillips, like,
0: parents for just being, like,
1: you know, like, some parents would try Lawyer like, up. <laughs> either lawyer up or, like, try to be, like, um, okay. <laughs> you know, like, we're going to try to cover this up for you or anything. Or, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's kind of like, I don't know, kudos to them for being able to be like, okay, you know. Spacing it
0: head on. Yeah, Yeah. let's do this. Um, But
1: I, it's so weird because the leading narrative in this case has always been that Josh accidentally killed his friend. And this was all an accident. He was just trying to hide her body. And um, his father was abusive. And, like, this is, like, his... You know, he was he was just trying to save himself. This doesn't make sense for like so many different reasons and we're gonna get into it, but it really doesn't make sense because the first account that Josh told police is so fucking different than what would end up mm. becoming the narrative. So let's like talk about what Josh initially told Detective Taylor when he went into the police station that day. Because Cairo, I feel November like that's 10th.
0: what's widely reported. It's like this was an accident. This is like mm-hmm. kids uh yeah, well like it was an accident when they were playing or whatever, mm-hmm. and this is so sad, both kid like both, both children. Both children. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It's like it's like ending of two lives, right? And yeah. So he said, Josh said that Maddie had come over and insistently like knocked on his door and wanted to play baseball. I already find that weird because Maddie wasn't even fucking playing baseball. She was playing She's doing golf. Yeah, she was doing golf. And they're
0: good girls. They were
1: like yes. not supposed to play together, right? Exactly. So he says she's insisted She wants to like play. And he he knows that he's like breaking his parents' rules. And he tried to tell her like to go away. But she was the one that really wanted to. Mm-hmm. So he finally says, OK, you can like come on in. They go to the backyard and they start playing baseball. Well, I find that's really weird is Josh has what I would call like a Florida backyard. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so,
0: like, so you have like a foot by one foot of grass. Yeah. yeah around like, a pool. It's a pool. <laughs> and then Pat
1: of grass. So I don't know where the fuck they were playing baseball. baseball, but he says they were playing baseball and they must have been in like such close quarters because he said that he didn't know if he had hit her with the bat or if the
0: ball had hit her um if you connect with someone's skull you hit them you with know, the back. especially
1: with um, the force that he's saying happened because maddie fell on the floor and she had like a gash oh under God. her eye so he yeah. fucking whacked her yeah you know so like i don't know what hit her but i feel like he would have known do you know yeah, what i'm saying he knows yeah so she fell screaming and crying and he doesn't want to be he says he doesn't want his father or his mother to find out that he has her in there which is, Neil is malone Yeah, so they weren't home yet. And I feel like me as a kid, but then again, like, I don't know, speaking from different situations, we all have like accidentally hurt our friend or a friend has accidentally hurt us. Yeah, and you go and get an adult. Yeah. You're like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. And he would probably say like, well, my parents were abusive. Well, fuck that. Okay. They're not home. They're not even home across (gasps) the street to Maddie's family. Yeah. They're that neighbor guy or whatever. Yeah. 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 (laughs) Or Larry.
0: God, Larry. Larry.
1: (laughs) so, yeah, so they, he drags her inside, he says, and he says in the process of dragging her inside his house. Um, hit her pants and panties came off. Um,
0: no, yeah,
1: (laughs) I don't know. I yeah. So he says that that is what happened there, and he somehow has managed to also bring in the baseball bat with him from outside, which I think would be a struggle when you're dragging in a human body Mm -hmm. and you've got a baseball. Hang on, let
0: me just grab the murder weapon. Yeah. So he
1: brings her into his bedroom, where he says he hit her three times in the head to try to quiet her. Also, if he was trying to quiet her, wouldn't your first instinct to be smother?
0: Uh...
1: I have never thought through that. <laughs> um, I just like I, believe, um, I don't know. I was talking to my mom about it, and she was like, "If he was honestly trying to quiet her down, and that was like the way he was going with it, would I just you know have if you've ever like, accidentally
0: hurt someone that's crying, and you do, like when as you a kid, you don't want to get in trouble. You're like, shh, shh, shh. like yeah. go, you're okay because it's okay. You, if you hit them more, like, it's gonna I make mean, them cry louder. Right. So like you're not trying to quiet exactly. them if you're gonna like brutally, it doesn't make beat any, them. Exactly, it doesn't make any
1: sense. So he after hitting her with the bat, he thought she was dead. So he pulled the panel, and that's what's interesting to me, too. He me- he immediately knew where he was gonna hide her.
0: He's like, This will fit a body. Yeah. Like,
1: I feel like this totally took some hell. premeditation, you know? Like, it's not premeditated to the point of like an actual, like, I think if he'd gotten away with it, he might've ended up becoming a serial killer. That's my own speculation. But it's just like, it's premeditated the fact of like where a 14 year old brain would go. Where can he hide the body? Under his bed. You and know? He's like,
0: Yeah, and then what's gonna happen? Like, I mean, it's mm. like a 14 year old premeditation, mm. sure. So he hit her under his. That is like super folly, just by the way. So yeah, I, it's yeah, all vibes. yeah. So he oh hit caramel. Her. I was like, yeah. I, you're supposed to smell wine, right? I was like, <sighs> smell it. It smells like caramely. Yeah, it's weird. It like I don't oh. know. Mm-hmm. Or vanilla.
1: But anyway, so he puts her under the um, bed and he goes to like leave, and then he hears her gasping for air. Oh my god. Yeah. So instead of going and getting help again. For the second time, Josh goes and pulls the panel back and pulls Maddie out, and he takes a knife and stabs her several times in the neck. I think twice in the neck. Oh,
0: my God. It's so br- it's so hands-on so and so brutal. Yeah. Like, and you're thinking of, like, a 14-year-old, what? You're, like, a freshman?
1: A sophomore? Yeah.
0: yeah. Like, they're not adult size like this is a lot of force for a, a 14 for year old sized person yeah and like when we get into the autopsy
1: too like that it just shows it's like so how brutal. much force yeah so he shoves her again back under his bed thinking that she said closes the panel and he walks out and he goes to wash up into the bathroom as he's just walked- like
0: going about his business
1: Yeah, as he's washing up in the bathroom, he hears his father come home and even, like, yells and greets his father. As he walks out of the bathroom, he hears Maddie again. Oh, my God. Yeah, so she's still alive. So he goes back in, and instead of getting his father, yes, I know his father probably abusive, but still, he pulls the panel back out again. He pulls Maddie back out again, and he stabs her nine more times in the chest. Oh, my God. And nine times, like, that's a lot. Nine times, yeah. And so, and then he shoves her back under the bed um, and he goes and washes up and gets his family's dinner ready, which he was doing before Maddie arrived home. Yep was able to set the table was able to sit in front of both of his parents and eat oh not only God. that he was also able to watch porn after after doing all of this he's just
0: going about it like a normal day he's, having he's a like great oh time. how was your day yeah. dinner
1: and like and then sheila clifton sees him at one point that evening and she's like have you seen maddie and i'm sure she was just a mess because right. she would be you're asking anybody and everybody mm-hmm. and and it's josh says oh no i haven't but let me come help and grabs a fucking flashlight and goes out oh and help looking for her even though he knows where her daughter is yeah so that's so wild to me that he as at 14 he was able to just pick up and act like nothing had changed. Able it's to go so to school, cold. able to watch porn, jack off in his fucking That's room. Awful. Like it makes me so mad because uh, this That's whole horrifying. accident thing—it's like it wasn't an accident. If you and were that it's kids there. on
0: kids like accidents against yeah. kids yeah.
1: And not only that, he was also playing outside with all these other kids, including Jesse Clifton.
0: Oh my God, so he's like looking his her sister in in,
1: in the face. face. Yeah, yeah. After what he did, like so, I just don't like. Obviously, there is some kind of disconnect from reality going on there. Like I don't know but absolutely crazy to me um and what's even crazier is during that week that maddie was missing josh was questioned by police and that was the first time police had come to his house so police it was detective taylor detective taylor's like i'm sure he Mm -hmm. that poor man he's probably because there's like been appeals and all sorts of shit he's probably so sick of like coming into all of this noise i just because it's such a horrific case you know yeah but detective taylor he goes to the phillips household on a routine search because that's what they were doing for all of the you know clifton neighbors knocks on the door only josh is home so he says, okay, um, can you call like your parents? You know, yeah, um, to, like I them come in. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So gets a hold of um, Missy Phillips. And Missy's like, yeah, come on in. Like, obviously, she doesn't know.
0: Like, <laughs> There's no bodies in my house. Yeah. Come on in. So they they go Genius. in. They
1: do their search. And as they're, like, closing up, they go into Josh's room. And Josh is uh, lounging on his bed. Remember that there is a corpse under his bed. So he's just, he's totally chill. He's, like, just lounging, according to Detective Ta- Taylor. Oh my and, yeah, Detective Taylor asked him a few questions. I think that's when, too, like, he saw the state of Josh's room as well. Josh also had incense sure. burning, too. So he, like, definitely was trying to mask yeah. The scent is what I'm thinking because if a seasoned homicide officer couldn't smell a decomposing corpse under
0: right, he knows mm-hmm. you would know. Yeah, so There's that no, room like, must have been, that. yeah. Oh god, that ahead. room
1: must have been bad. Um, so during that questioning time, he asked Josh what he thought had happened to Maddie, and Josh said Josh said he didn't want to think about it.
0: Wow. Yeah. He, so he does... He, like, knows right from wrong. I'm yeah. sorry. I know we're probably going to get into that, like, mm-hmm. sociopath or not, but, like, mm-hmm. he knows right from wrong. Yeah. He, like, premeditation, like, he hid the body. Yeah. He's, like, going out to search for her, For mm-hmm. her, pretending everything's normal. It's not like he has, like, remorse. Yeah. No. Yeah.
1: So, yeah. Crazy. Um. Yeah. And he even, like, Detective Taylor even made a note of the oppressive smell in the room. That was, like, the words that he used. And he... Felt like like the cages had been
0: intentionally left unkept.
1: So that's like crazy.
0: And how soon did he go in an interview? I him? think it was three after days was after.
1: I don't have it written down. Oh my god! Pre- so she's been like, under there three days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was it was pretty rough. What's crazy is like so Josh's story has obviously changed since then because it's now like this accident and he hit her. They've now changed it totally to He hit her with a baseball bat. So that was like for sure. What oh, was an accident. It was an yeah. accident. Total accident like whatever and it was all because his father was abusive and like that's like why he did you know what he did. But what's interesting to me is the prosecution in his trial would um, tell a different story and that story was very similar to what the medical examiner came up with and also what my mom told me when I was a kid. Yeah, probably like the truth. (laughs) Yeah, so my mom told me, of course, at the time, like, we're in the same neighborhood and everything. And I, obviously, the flyers are getting taken down. We're aware that she's passed. Mm -hmm. I want to know what happened to the girl on the flyers. So I asked my mom, you know, and she, my mom's always been like one of those, she's one of those parents, a little bit rough. (laughs) She's very much like a true teller. She, we didn't believe in Santa Claus growing Mm -hmm. up, the Easter bunny, none of that. tell you how it is. Yeah. Yeah. If you want to believe in them, that's fine, but they're not real. (laughs) I get get it together. Um, But yeah, so mom wanted to tell us as much of the truth of this as she could being age appropriate. Sure. So she told me that, and it was basically with the moral of the story of like, it can be anyone you trust that can do something horrible to you. So please tell me where you are. Tell Mm -hmm. me where you're going. I really don't want to lose you. So um, she told me that this little girl had been lured by someone that was supposed to be her friend with a promise of golf balls.
0: Oh, That gives me chills,
1: like thinking about it because I'm like that, you know. And, um, And he had lured her into his house where he'd killed her and put her under his bed. And that was where Maddie had been found. So just to, like, be super vigilant and always tell her, you know, what I was doing. And that, like, it just always sticks with me because I'm, like, now as an adult, looking back at it, looking at the narrative that's going out now, I'm, like, well, I'm pretty sure he probably, like, lured Lured her her in with the intention of what, either he was going to kill her or he had some sexual, you know, motivation. Yeah, or something went wrong in his plan.
0: Exactly. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So the medical examiner determined that there were three separate attacks that were on Maddie that day. So... It's just like Josh had said. So said that he, the first time he had struck her three times over the head with such force that she would have died within 30 minutes.
0: Oh, my God. Yes, yeah, so, so this th- was not an accident. Like, we, ac- I accidentally hit you with my baseball yeah. bat while you are playing baseball. Yeah, like that much force. And for a 14-year-old to wield right. that much
1: force, that's wild. The second attack, stabbed twice in the neck with a Leatherman knife that was found in his room. And the third attack, stabbed nine more times in the chest um, with the same knife. He was trying to kill her all three times. He was. He definitely had that, you know, intention there. And um, it was said that her cause of death was drowning in her own blood. Oh yeah. And they also said that Maddie must have still been alive the last time he put her under the bed because when they found her, she was still clutching part of the bed her heart? She was, like, fighting. Yeah. yeah. God. So, um, Maddie, as Josh had said, Maddie's pants and her panties had been removed. Her panties were found under her body, and the shorts were found just a little bit away under the bed. Um, the subsequent investigation would show that there had been no sexual
0: penetration. Mm-hmm. However,
1: you can't always tell with molestation, you know? What yeah,
0: I mean, this is the guy that, this is the ki- a guy. kid, mm. but was, uh, like, showing them porn, yeah. and then stealing pictures yeah. of them in, like, le- or of Jess- Jesse yeah. in the leotard, yeah. and then, Takes her panties and her shorts off. Yeah. Yeah. And And then watches porn. Yeah. I mean, and his computer that was in his room, which,
1: okay. But his computer showed that he had been watching porn before and after the murder and maybe during.
0: Yeah. This is like, if this was an adult crime, you'd be like sexually motivated. A hundred percent. I mean, if it, but I feel like we're trying to excuse it. Yeah. We're trying to make it. Mm -hmm.
1: Like we're trying to understand it when there's really no logical explanation except that something broke,
0: Yeah, you know? And like,
1: yeah. So something that never is mentioned, too, in this case that I think should be mentioned was Maddie was found with her shirt pulled up. So at that time just like, it's all like of sexually the th- motivated. Yeah. Like, you can't tell me this was, like, an accident. Like, right. it's so, ah. So anyways, in the backyard where Josh said they'd been playing um, baseball, there was no sign of struggle, and there was no sign of blood either. So right. just to note that. Um, so due to the horrific nature of the attacks
0: on Maddie and the callousness of Josh's behavior... Well, and the dog searched the neighborhood, right? Yeah. So, I mean, not to say mm. that they would have found all of that, but if all of that had happened how he said it had happened... Exactly. They would find some some exactly. sort of evidence, you would think, outside. And yeah. he's, like, dragging her inside. And, like, Definitely. if she's bleeding, like, from these blows. Yeah. I mean, yeah. It just doesn't make any sense
1: with what he, you know, is saying at all. Um, but because of how this, like this whole case happened because of his attitude, because of how brutal his crime was. He was going to be charged as an adult in Florida. Um, so, and, but he was, he wasn't going to be charged for the death penalty. It was just life in prison just because of his age, you know, juvenile. Um, and because of how Maddie's disappearance had affected the entire community of Jacksonville, it was literally like a bomb went off. Um, it was decided that Josh's trial was going to be moved to Bartow, Florida, which is four hours away from Jack's. Yeah. It's so close, but close. I mean, yeah.
0: Yeah. I but, get why you couldn't do it in, in Jacksonville. Yeah.
1: I will say we're about to like talk about a 14 year old having a two day fucking trial. So I'm, oh. yeah, I'm not an advocate for this boy. However, I don't think this was fair. That's
0: really fast for yeah. A murder.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. trial. So, yeah. Let's talk about like that trial. Cause I just feel like, you know, I'm not on his side at all. However, like this wasn't fair. And I think in the United States, we are all supposed to have a fair trial. Right. So. Because like, let's
0: not do this more than mm-hmm. once. Like, let's just do it right mm-hmm. by the book.
1: So Josh had a lawyer, Richard Nickel, um, who the Phillips family would later say totally swindled them. They paid him $60,000, and he did jack shit. Ew. So he'd promise, like, one thing to the family um, outside of court, then go into the court and just, like, completely reverse the situation. Um, he did, however, hire a psychiatrist named Tom Bowery. So Bowery determined that Josh didn't have any, like, typical sociopathic behavior. Like, he still loved his parents, so there was still, like, a way, like, he loved people, you know? Um, and his animals as well. But he said that Josh was terrified of Steve Phillips. So there definitely was some abuse in that household. Sure. Yeah. I mean, honestly, like, look I mean, at Josh's fucking room. Yeah. Like, a little bit of neglect. Some neglect. Up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and that would lead to the recurring theme of the, like, Maddie Clifton case where Josh, being afraid of his overly strict, abusive father, would, like, you know, try to get out of trouble by killing Maddie and hiding her. But anyways, the Nichols also hired. I don't hired, think you
0: get out of trouble by like <laughs> killing, killing people. somebody. I just don't know no. where that
1: logic like came
0: in, you know? It's not even 14-year-old logic. Yeah, no. yeah. Here, I think have it's some more phantom. <laughs> I think it's
1: logic of like, I killed someone and I don't want to face the consequences, so I'm right. going to make up a fucking story. That's my personal opinion, but exactly. like, whatever. So Josh's lawyer, Nichols, had also hired a neurologist who determined that Josh had lesions on his bilateral frontal lobe. Now these legions, le, wow, the legions, the, the legions, <laughs> the legions of demons. No, these legions can impair judgment causing panic. Um, so this, this was ruled inadmissible in court. And the prosecution also had the evidence of Josh watching porn before, after and possibly during, and that was ruled inadmissible as well. And I'm not right, sure why that couldn't get in.
0: Yeah. I get why like the um, neurologists like report. Cause I mean, yeah, sure. Debatable. Like mm-hmm. what did these leg- legions make you do? Yeah. But yeah, like computer data. You watched porn.
1: You yeah. did it it's yeah. in your room, right? Like it's weird. <laughs> so, um, uh, the um, the that panic like theory would be what the defense team would use. Like in a panic, he you know did what he did, and then like and it's probably because of the lesions on his brain. You know, he just like mm. freaked out and did this in like a hurry, right? Excuse me. Um, the prosecution would tell like such a different story. They would say like it was totally sexually motivated. Um, It was a boy that was obsessed with Maddie's older sister, Jesse, which these sound a lot more like sensical. Yep. Yeah. And that when he couldn't get to her, he got to Maddie. Um, They did agree with the defense's theory of Josh definitely acted out of panic, but they thought it was more like Josh had sexually like molested Maddie or something like that. When he realized Maddie was going to go tell on him, he freaked the fuck out and did what he did. That was like their theory. And that seems like a darn good theory to me um and he it's not like
0: premeditated enough that he was like okay i'm gonna lure her into the woods and like dispose mm. of her like he hid her under his bed like he mm. had to know that this is gonna like this is gonna like yeah. this can't just she can't stay here forever but so he,
1: i see that's i wonder about that you think that far I he's 14 yeah what do you think that far but also like i don't know what i knew about death at 14 i'm trying to think like my first funeral i think was nine I don't, i'm not sure if i knew that things stunk after like but I don't know. But I mean, he's out there watching porn and everything, so he may know like, a lot more than me. But uh, yeah.
0: I don't know. You don't like put your pets under your bed or anything. I mean, yeah. like, this is just like, ugh. Yeah. I could, like, I, I, I just think, like, the panic. Yeah. yeah. I get, like, because once he killed someone, he, he was like, oh Wait, shit. shit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, I we all, like, I don't, <laughs> um, I'm sure. sure every killer
1: kind of has this, like, you know, <laughs> panic or like a thrill or like whatever if they're a serial killer. But yeah, like, it's just like, huh. So um but it is weird that he knew conveniently where to hide her body like it's weird that he knew like immediately like oh under my bed like that's that's strange to me oh it's so creepy yeah, it's it's very, so and like then I have a hard time sleeping at like nearing 30 I'm like how the fuck did this 14 he year old he just goes to
0: sleep on top of his water bed
1: and you know I was talking to my friend sorry this is such a side tangent but um, my best friend who was my neighbor um, in Jacksonville I was talking to her and I said what do you remember about the Maddie Clifton case you know because this is like stuck yeah. in the Jacksonville yeah. children's head totally spoiled our innocence yeah so I was like what do you remember and she was Maddie's age I think mm-hmm. that affected me as well because she was like my closest friend and we're still close Um, It's weird now that I've, like, moved back to Orlando. We've seen each other a couple times. I'm like, it's so weird. Like, we used to see each other every day. Yeah. But she said that this gave her an insane fear of something under her bed.
0: Yeah. Just because
1: of, like... And I'm like, I don't know how this 14-year-old, you know... But anyways. And they also used the evidence... uh, The prosecution used the evidence of all of these previous break-ins into the Clifton household. What Josh had done in the
0: household, you know, to back them them up. And, I mean... Well, on the premeditation. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, again... Josh's trial, if only. It, and like back to like if no he bad. were an he, even though he was tried as an adult. But if he were an adult and like a grown man's like breaking into a child's bedroom and stealing pictures of the child, and like like you'd be like premeditated, Pre, yeah. <laughs> like 100%. What's we're what we going a debate about this? Yeah, but, that was so
1: creepy. No, yeah, for sure. Um, but yeah, so. It, only lasted two days, and it's also it's also mostly because um, Richard Nichols, his lawyer, was just a piece of shit because he didn't even call like any witnesses to the stand, and I don't know of any like other fucking trial where you wouldn't like call some witnesses
0: to try to help your defense case. Yeah, it's yeah.
1: really strange. So that's why the it was such a short amount of time. The jury took only two hours to deliberate. Josh was convicted of first degree murder. He was sentenced to life in prison with no possibility of parole, saved only from the death penalty because of his age. So he was like they were like okay, mm, moving
0: it on mm, oh my. yeah
1: And um, the what was crazy to me was the judge, um, judge Arnold I, like you could just from his statement of what he said during Josh's like tr- like sentencing, it just like really hit me wrong because I feel like as a judge you're not supposed to have like emotions. Ruling your decision. Do you know what I mean? You're supposed to
0: be impartial. Mm -hmm. That's why you're a judge.
1: Yeah. So I did find, like, what he said really kind of fucked up. Because he said, I do not perceive you to be a child. Your monstrous act in causing the death of Maddie Clifton made you an adult. I am certain that on Judgment Day... I can't just tell it's, like, Florida. Like, God. Like, the Bible was really heavy here. But (laughs) I'm certain that on Judgment Day, you, Joshua Earl Phillips, will be given a far harsher sentence than I can impose. And Then he quoted the Bible from Luke 17. It would be better if a millstone were hung around your neck and that you were thrown into the sea than to cause harm to a child.
0: I feel it. That's a lot to bring in as a judge for sure. Yeah, like I want to say that
1: to him, but I'm like, should you're you, not the as judge? judge sure. Yeah, have like you know, like I don't. Know. I just feel like
0: it wasn't a fair. I feel like trial. that's a good way for someone to go back and be like hey I had a mistrial I mean yeah, like this is just 100%. like one of those like hey it was really fast they debated two hours and by the way the judge said this like yeah I feel like that's to no, he I, go back to trial
1: I agree because like I just does feel like this I, I feel like yeah he's definitely guilty I feel like yes he should spend his entire life in prison I never want him out personally I feel mm-hmm. personally victimized just as a child in Jacksonville like you know so I feel like yes this is the right decision however they went about it like the totally wrong way and yeah. he should get a fair trial you know right. it just it feels weird um even though i personally believe i don't know how the accident theory could make any sense when you're going to be able to cook dinner you're able to like go out bald face lie to this mother who's probably hysterical you know when she sees play you with and, her daughter her other daughter, daughter. yeah um. and then and go to school as if nothing happened also watch porn in your freaking room while this like it doesn't make any sense to me but anyway so it's like such a huh, side tangent um but almost 20 years after the murder of Maggie, He wasn't
0: panicking at dinner. He wasn't panicking when exactly. he was outside playing with Jesse. Exactly. It's, he wasn't panicking when he was sleeping over her. Right. Or, it seems like he didn't even, like, miss a night of
1: sleep. He was fine. Right. I wonder what he thought, like, when they, they came into his, like, like, did he know? Was he, like, oh, okay. Like, when they came into his classroom In, to arrest just, him.
0: He's like, it's me. Yeah. I mean, like, oh, you're looking for me? <laughs> yeah, um, that'd be me. What but just, fuck? I can't even imagine them interviewing him while he's, like, sitting on his bed. I know, and that,
1: like, Detective Taylor said, like, it was totally, he was acting, like, totally, like, chill. Like,
0: I remember I took an eraser from a kid in second grade, and I was like, okay, I have to be careful, like, opening, like, I just can't imagine hiding something that's that extreme and being that brazen to just be like, oh, I'm just going to interview me right here, like, hiding in plain sight. Yeah, It's,
1: it's crazy. So, um... Yeah. Before we get into like what ends up like happening, we need to like go into like what happened after like the figurative bomb hit Jacksonville and like see like what happened with the Cliftons, with the Phillips. So Clifton family, they actually remained in like their family home amazing. Oh. I don't think I could do that. Um, so super strong people. Yeah. Um, but their family started to thin out, which really sucks because Sheila and Steve, as I said before, they've been together for 30 years, They're like sweet
0: high school, sweethearts, high school sweethearts.
1: Yeah. yeah. And they ended up getting a divorce kind of over this. Um, I mean, of, it's pretty traumatic for your yeah. family. So And, like, they both, uh, according to Jesse, they both, like, coped in different ways, too. So, like, Steve kind of wanted to, like, kind of move forward, you know, focusing mostly on Jesse, where Sheila just, you know, wanted to hold on to Maddie, which you can't. You can't blame her for it. Yeah. And then also she had to keep looking at the house across the street. So she moved out. Um, they didn't move too far from each other though, because she wanted to obviously be, you know, close to Jesse mm-hmm. and not make it that difficult. Right. Um, and uh, Steve stayed in the house up until just recently. He moved out a few years ago and ha- Jesse has been in the process of buying the family home from them.
0: Oh, wow. All. Yeah. Yes. To keep it in the family.
1: Yeah. She said like, that's Maddie's home. So that's her home. And I just like, Oh, my heart. so yeah crazy but um just to speak on like jesse and how amazing she is obviously there's another set of like victims in this whole situation it's missy and steve um i feel like we often forget that when it comes to like murders and stuff that like the murderer's family they didn't know what the
0: fuck right they're not responsible for yeah like in a way i guess in a way the phillips
1: family like kind of is i mean the 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 neglect and the abuse yeah they're responsible
0: for that mm.
1: but then you wonder like how much did steve abuse missy too you know so that's like yeah. I don't know. It's hard because we don't really know what was going on in that household, right? But um, if Jesse started to notice that Missy didn't really want to leave her home. I mean, why Why would you, right? Oh, my God. Like, you'd feel like the Tom Pariah because yeah. you'd be like, that's his
0: mom. Yeah, I mean, exactly. How could she go grocery shopping around? Exactly.
1: Out and so that's what Jesse started to kind of help her. So when she would notice her bringing her groceries in, Jesse would come out and help Missy bring her groceries in. And I feel like that's, that's like such a standard for the neighborhood because if you see, yeah. you know, the, the victim, like, coming and helping, you know? And then she would go get um, Missy's mail and stuff. And they exchanged, like, cards and stuff together, oh. which is, like, yeah. Yeah, if really Jesse can amazing. befriend
0: her, then you all, the yeah. community can, like, support her, and too. And what's
1: really crazy is in 2000, C. Phillips um, was killed in a car accident. He was literally, like, thrown from oh, his no. vehicle. He wasn't wearing a seatbelt. Um, but he was killed, like, on impact. And what's really crazy is um, Sheila Clifton actually came and, like, she gave her condolences. Oh, wow. Yeah, to yeah. Missy. So that, it's just, I, I just think they're, like, such a strong, strong family. Um, but after all of this with me, let's go back to me yeah. <laughs> a little bit lighter. So I had like, I had moved from Jacksonville up to Canada. Right. And, um, I, I'd gone to university. I think I was like in, yeah, I was in criminology school at that point in time. And I, well criminology school, I, I went to university for criminology journalism and I came home for a visit to see my mom and I was sitting on our couch, just vibing, flipping through channels. And all of a sudden I see fucking Josh Phillips. On oh my God. TV. <laughs> I was like, what? The? So I called my mom into the living room and of course it was at that time you, we couldn't pause it wasn't a streaming service. You're like mom I mom, mom. Yeah. <laughs> mom you have to come in here. <laughs> so she came in
0: and we just sat I think it was the episode of Killer Kids but I'm not 100% sure. Yeah. We sat like I I feel like I've seen this because mm-hmm. I'm like I'm imagining the reenactment, like where you just see like a guy with a baseball bat. I really can't. Yeah. yeah, like, yeah, this has definitely been covered.
1: Yeah, so I, um, I, we were sitting there and we were watching almost in horror because the entire narrative of the case had changed. Oh my God, yeah. Yeah, so it all of a sudden, it no longer was like he was luring her or anything like that. It was, this was an accident and, um, my son, cause Missy was on it, my son Josh, he really needs to be released from prison. Is he
0: going for an appeal? Mm-hmm. was is like during appeals time mm-hmm. this is like the they, PR like, campaign for whole, appeal exactly they wanted a
1: <laughs> whole new trial and that's why I, I beg mm-hmm. people like even especially on my TikTok like obviously I'm biased obviously I'm biased the whole fucking episode I've been biased um but like everybody has their bias like please go like look at other your own stuff. research yeah because sure. there's always like another side of the story documentaries are always pushing a you know so please like go look but yeah so it was just crazy to me like we like sat there like with our mouths open sometimes screaming at the television because we were like that's
0: not what the no. fuck happened.
1: <laughs> yeah. Like I understand he's your only son and like, huh? But also, like, no, no. And if he's like super sorry about this, then like he seems he's doing fine in prison. I think he'll, you know.
0: He's bettering himself there, let him better himself there. He's doing all right. Great.
1: Yeah. So it was just like, and then that was the day too I realized that if you Google Maddie Clifton's name, Josh Phillips pops up. It's his face.
0: Oh, it's
1: his Wikipedia page. It's everything, it's his narrative that's spewed all over it. And I just, like, was totally dumbfounded by, like, this whole thing. Um, and, uh, yeah, and it's, it's been crazy to me to kind of, like, take revisit it and see that, like, how different the narratives are and how, like, even, obviously, Wikipedia isn't that trusted of a source. But it's, normally I find you can get a good summary, you know, from sure, it. Sure, it's even, crowdsourced. Yeah, and not even that. So just so crazy to me. And what was wild to me was that Missy Phillips was sitting there, like, advocating – for her son to have like, not just a fair trial to be released from prison. I can understand wanting to advocate for him to have a fair trial. Everyone should
0: have a fair trial. hundred percent. And
1: Josh didn't receive one. So I would agree with her on that. However, she wanted him free. And what was crazy was she said that in an interview that she had begged Josh, begged Josh to tell her what had really happened the night of November, um, third or eighth, I think it was eighth. Um, but the night that Maddie went missing. Okay. And so she had- knew
0: right away the moment she found the body that she was like, this was so my was son. Josh. This was Josh. Yeah and she knows that she doesn't know the truth mm-hmm. and then that to
1: me like her knowing immediately that it was josh that killed Manny, it speaks to like there must have been behavioral issues there must have you, you know don't think you're
0: a, like choir boy of a son or mm-hmm. something is like gonna be the one that did it so yeah. i know what
1: he was she was found in his room but like i don't know like i just it's crazy i would think
0: aliens put her there if i if i like if i had a son yeah and i was like he's the best son ever and no, none of these. Like, yeah, there was red flags. Then if yeah. she was like, "Oh shit, it was him."
1: Yeah, so it's just it's crazy to me that she knew immediately it was him, and now she's like saying, "Like, Josh, I found Maddie in her home. I think I deserve to know what happened, and he won't discuss it with me. Like, he just shuts down." And she's learned to just step back and say that I may never know. And I'm like, "Well, you don't even you don't even know what happened. None of us know what happened, but you don't even know what happened. You're sitting here advocating for him to get out of jail." Yeah. So, okay. And then, um. What's wild to me is they want out, but, and while Josh has like gone out, he's been a model prisoner. He's completed his GED and he's assisting other prisoners with his, with their own appeals. He has not received any mental health except for what has been required from him in court.
0: Oh man. And we are like, Hey, put him on the street, put him on the streets. Yeah. He was 14 years old.
1: He murdered someone brutally and then like ignored it like a sociopath. Sorry. Like, but seriously, like just like
0: straight up ignored it for a week and but not actually cuz that would actually be like an excusable reason if he was a diagnosed sociopath. Yeah. Um so, so he hasn't had help and we're like put him out?
1: Yeah. yeah. Isn't that crazy? And I'm also like why wouldn't you seek help? And he even said in one of his interviews he was like maybe I should see someone about that. I was like maybe dude, like come on man. Like seriously. Oh my. So um yeah. Anyways, let's fast forward. (laughs) It's 2012. Um, The Supreme Court makes a ruling that is still going through. There's like a ton of juvenile children that are having, well, they're now mostly adults, but people that have been processed in the system as juveniles that were tried as adults that have been found guilty and placed on, you know, life sentences without the possibility of parole. They're all coming under review because of um, this like movement in the Supreme Court that says that it's unconstitutional, which to me makes sense for a child to be sentenced to life in prison without parole now it doesn't mean that they'll be able to get out of that sentence it just means that if they're all under review review Mm -hmm. yeah so you can still be convicted of the your your, you know like reconvicted or like whatever so
0: anyways it's 2017 yeah Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) the word (laughs) yeah
1: (laughs) so it's 2017 almost 20 years later josh is 33 years old and he finally is gonna see like a fair trial so judge wendell wallace um took a fresh look at the case of maddie clifton and honestly like You can watch, like, a lot of it on, like, YouTube and Facebook. Um, I'll try to, like, put some links maybe in the description of, like, where to watch it. It's it's quite fascinating, especially Mm -hmm. when Detective Taylor starts talking about things because he, you know, was there. Yeah. And he was the one questioning Josh so many times, and it's just, like, really wild to me. Um, So I encourage, like, everyone to, like, look at that because I honestly think if you look at that, but then you look at Josh's narrative, you're just like, okay. So the actual evidence doesn't match any of this. But anyways... So Judge Wendell Wallace, he was, like, afforded something that Judge Arnold wasn't, which was the time and the space away from, like, the murder, you know, sure. for all of us to kind a little of, more like clarity, heal, not be so emotional. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it seemed like Wallace, like, really actually cared. Um, I know a lot of judges, sometimes you just sit back and you're like, you're like, man, yeah. you just stamped it and moved. Like, yeah. yeah. Yep. So you can tell he's, like, really looked through it, and he did, like, a lot of discussion on, like, why he would made this ruling, what had come of it. And he said that he had tried to look at every aspect of this case to see if the sentence could be lighten- lightened, but in the end, he found that the case was not like any of the other teens he had resided over like before. He said that um, you know it's, it wasn't like a kid that found his father's gun, you know, right. and, like accidentally killed his friend, mm-hmm. or even teenagers that go. And go into, like, a fucking bank or whatever. They're trying to rob, like, a, like, dumb a grocery store. Yeah, and then yeah. they accidentally or even purposefully, ki- like, shoot. but They don't shoot. think that, like. They don't understand the permanence of their actions. Exactly. Yeah. So, yeah. So um, he said that it wasn't like that. This was a crime of rare and unusual circumstance. And he upheld Josh's life sentence, saying that all he had seen was deliberateness and, like, yeah, mm-hmm. callousness. So he said, the facts demonstrate the brutality of the murder of Maddie Clifton. Her death was not accidental. It was intended. Her death was not quick or painless. It was long and agonizing. These facts also highlight the disturbing aspects of the defendant's behavior. One, the callousness and ruthlessness he he demonstrated in the murder itself. Two, the calm, cool, collected manner in which he carried on with life, even helping in the search. And three, the fact that he slept on top of her body for six days. All of these actions indicate to the court the existence of something far more than mere immaturity, impetuosity, and the inability to assess consequences. So I feel like that's a fair review. That's like a fair summary of the whole fucking thing, mm-hmm. I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And even like Josh's brother had said in an interview. If it comes back, the, the life sentence continues. I, I respect that judge. I yeah. that judge was a very yeah. calm person. Uh, knowledgeable person, great, just a wonderful judge. So that if that's the decision he makes, and that must be what God wants. Josh's brother Daniel also said, like, he's had mixed feelings, of course, over his brother it's over the brothers, years. But yeah. that's heinous. <laughs> yeah, it's really rough. So, like, he said, even, like, you know, since he's had his own kids, his own little girls, when they would reach eight, you know, like,
0: how? Huh. Yeah. Because so. you just have a totally different perspective. I mean, mm-hmm. you can't. Yeah. Yeah. So put yourself in those shoes, and especially, like, yeah, when it's your brother
1: yeah. or... Yep. yeah really rough so um josh is going to be up for review in, um i believe 2023 but it's like a so standard review it's like it's a, a standard review like normal process it's a 25 year review so he's been in jail for like that quarter yeah so they do the standard review but like i just keep an eye on it because i really you never know it's an opportunity know. yeah cool. so this past june maddie would
0: have turned 30 Isn't that's that wild wild that's yeah. how much of her life she missed yeah
1: like like you think like she could have been married at this point you know, like, so much. She missed, like, family events, you know, stuff that's happening with her sister, like, everything. Her sister, Jessie, even said she just sometimes, like, goes to the graveyard and just, like, sits and talks to her because no one else understands, like, what the hell is going on, you know? It's just so rough. And then her mother, Sheila, I think said it, like, best um, in her victim statement.
0: The defendant, through this brutal murder of Maddie, robbed her of her chances to go to school, to fall in love, to get married to have children, my grandchildren, up. I often wonder what her life would have been like. The defendant now wants a second chance to live a normal life. Who does Maddie get to appeal her death sentence
1: to? And I would like to think that Josh Phillips has truly changed. He keeps saying that he has. And that was something Judge Wendell Wallace said was he was like, it seems like you're bettering yourself. And he said, I, I don't want you to think this, like, sentence is, like, the end. He said, this isn't the end of your life. I right. hope you continue to better yourself and, and do good things in prison. But, like, unfortunately, it has to be from prison, like, for our safety, you know, for what you did. Yeah. Like, everything. There's consequences. A hundred percent. Sure. So, um, yeah. And it's, like, it's such a – yeah. So, hopefully – the Clifton family can receive some like kind of healing hopefully I just feel like in 2023 like when everything gets brought up again I'm sure that's like
0: just rips it back open there will be a spotlight on it yeah I
1: mean, yeah and Jesse even said like even going to this uh, this appeal you know with Wendell Wallace like she didn't realize that she was like the focus she was she was a kid you know so she didn't realize oh, she, that yeah she just mm-hmm. saw it through her
0: kid eyes yeah at that time so really rough but yeah I really hope um oh my god and horrifying to know that he was like maybe gunning for her, her
1: yeah yeah and then like kind of scary they were also arguing like you know maybe if he did get out maybe but I don't know about at this point you know if he
0: would but that was like what the defense was kind of arguing and that's still it's still scary you know I mean he hasn't received mental help right I mean not not to say that he would go after Jesse or something but like he's just he's okay behind bars yeah I think until he receives like the mental health that he desperately needs and
1: until he actually tells the truth about what he did I think he's like so good he doesn't. Yeah. They deserve the truth. Yeah, yep. for sure. So that's like what I've got on this very sad and awful like situation. And I just like, oh, man. I know it's hard because there's like nothing that was like redeeming, you know, about this case. But I think it's definitely something that's so important to talk about just because of how the narrative has shifted in the past, like what, over their 20 years. Set the record straight. Yeah. I mean, give
0: like everyone a fresh perspective, a fresh yeah. update. Like you said, even Google, you go and you just see what the yeah what's out there yeah like i wonder like, like, out how much I'll are you paying
1: you? your defense team because i feel like it's, like, it's got to be a good price they're doing good on wikipedia yeah <laughs> i mean he had a really shitty one his first trial but I, he upgraded it looks like, like holy shit but yeah no really sucks so yeah what do you think about like the wine that we tried
0: for this episode I had a second glass yeah. I feel I, it's okay yeah it's not the best I don't think like uh it wasn't yeah the best we've tried but it wasn't like the it's worst it's not the worst wine I've ever no. had <laughs> and for like $25 it was like still oh I don't beer. think it's 25 I think it's like 15 oh, okay okay no so that's really so I good. mean like yeah. yeah with the $15 it has, like, a dollar bar it's really good.
1: To it so like yeah, I think I like that yeah no that's really good Um, But yeah, we are here every Wednesday telling you a true crime case that I care about. (laughs) (laughs) So if you want to follow us or give us a like, if you like this video, please feel free to. Please keep an eye on 2023 and what the hell happens with that because I'm nervous. (laughs) Yeah, hopefully. But yeah, Till then, this has been our Innocent Until Tipsy. Yes. cheers. Cheers.
0: Poda Media Production.